Hey guys, how's it going? Zach here. And this is our podcast, Digital Bromance. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> just in case you can't tell, we're pretty excited to launch this. I believe we're going to have two episodes a week. I think that's it. Uh, it's usually going to be me and Matt, the co-founder of Roman Juice. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. Uh, mostly social media marketing. However, we're going to be talking about all kinds of creative stuff. Simply because that's where our minds will usually go. And at the same time, the point of this is to provide provide to provide value. So yeah, today's the first episode of Digital Bromance. I am alone, so not much of a bromance, but that's only because Matt is extremely busy. Um, right now and let's get into it so yeah today I thought um, I would try and look at the best not the best sorry the most kind of googled the most googled not the best why the best the most googled questions when it comes to social media Um, now these questions can come from users themselves but I will try and apply that to businesses and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully you can just sit back, relax. If you're on a train, bus, tram, car, at home, and fireplace on, you can just listen to me. You can just soak this up, and then perhaps apply it to your own business. Okay, here we go. So, the question number one, the the, the very most googled question of all is do i have to be on every social network now uh if very simple answer to that is no obviously you don't really have to um it can be pretty tempting i would say um to jump on every social network but in in my opinion you need to be strategic about it there there always needs to be some sort of a strategy why you're doing it is is it just to have it or is there an actual reason now now this comes from two two point of views i would say there's obviously the organic um reach and and the paid social reach now when it comes to paid that 100% needs to have a very clear strategy um very clear kpis when it comes to organic it can be all kinds of stuff it could be brand awareness you could be building building the awareness through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn. You never know how that could help you. Um, the chances that, you know, there's all kinds of referrals going on when people really know your brand, they feel pretty comfortable. Um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Recommending. They feel <laughs> they feel pretty comfortable recommending that, that, that brand to other people. And um, yeah that's that's yeah paid versus organic um th- there's it kind of depends on the industry you're in there's obviously companies that that are absolutely killing it on uh, on social through just purely organic content however one thing that you want to keep in mind is that that kind of success just did not happen in one day most likely the brand has already been established or they've been just doing it for ages now and uh yeah just something to keep in mind so do you need to be on every social media network hell no um 
but yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to hurt you in any way. So that's also something to keep in mind. I feel like sometimes people think about it so much, you know, should we be there? Should we not be there? Just, just try it. Just try it. Um, do your best. Um, obviously if you have somebody in house, some sort of a social media marketer, or even if, even if just like, let's talk really small businesses, right? If, if you're a tiny, tiny business and you have a son or daughter or somebody that they grew up with social media, they're, they're usually a pretty good reference point, uh, when it comes to how organic should look like, they might not be able to tell you like, yeah, you should do this and that, but you know, if you run some ideas by them, they might be able to tell you that would never ever made me stop scrolling or yeah, I would probably stop scrolling. I would check it out. So that's something to keep in mind. Um, it obviously comes down to resources and time and, and all this, uh, depending on, on the scale of your business, but hopefully that kind of helps you in some way. Now, question number two is, do my social media handles have to be consistent? Hell yes. Um, it's, it's so important because if people meet you somewhere, right, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or what have you, it's very good to be consistent because people will have an easier time to find you. I'll, I'll give you like a little example. Let's say that you use your Twitter to tweet an Instagram image, but you have two different usernames. So your Twitter is something and your Instagram is something. It, it just complicates things. Um, you know, someone might tag your Twitter name on Instagram and then they're on Instagram and, you know, they, they tag you with your Twitter handle and it just doesn't work and you're like losing potential organic reach that way. I think you I think you get the idea, but yeah, if, if you can, please keep it consistent. I completely understand that like, that's what happened to us in a way. Uh, when you start a new company or your company has a popular sort of a name, you could face that you go to a certain social network and the name is just taken. My advice would be still try to find the find a name that works for every single platform. <coughs> Apologies there. Or yeah, that's pretty much it. If you really can't, can't, can't do that, then cool. Try to stay within within one name if that makes sense. So perhaps your company is called let's see joey's cookies right joey's cookies and uh it's not taken on you know facebook however you go to instagram and it's taken maybe do joey's underscore cookies so yes it's different but it solves things and and in a way it's, it's almost the same thing uh it can still be a little bit confusing but yeah so yeah that's that's pretty good there's different tools by the way if you're looking for, um, you really, really, really want that one name and you want to have it absolutely everywhere, from YouTube to Vimeo to, to Pinterest and Facebook and whatnot, Etsy, right? Because we love Etsy. There, there are tools that you can um, use and you just basically type the name that you really, really want to have and it's going to tell you what platforms are available and what platforms are not available. I... I'm trying to remember what is the name of that tool. <laughs> let me do a let me do a quick Google here. Pom 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 pom. Right, uh, the the one that I know is called Noem, 
So that is K-N-O-W-E-M, Noem. And it, it tells you uh, whether or not your desired username is available across all those platforms. So that's that. Number three, what type of content should I share? Oh man, this is a big one. Um, this is definitely a big one. And there's two angles. Let's start with native. Every single platform behaves in a certain way. Whether it's Facebook, let's we, we can we can use Facebook and Instagram. Even though Instagram is Facebook, um, it was bought bought by Facebook, and and they share a lot of things. They're still very much different platforms, and the content that might work on Facebook does not necessarily work on Instagram. The reason for that is because both of those both of the both of those platforms historically built some user behavior. Um, when it comes to Instagram, at the very very beginning of Instagram, that platform was predominantly used by photographers, meaning that strong visual content will most likely always win on Instagram. Whereas on Facebook, what's becoming very popular is using the headlines and, and, um, and the text as almost like a blog post. So yes, you maybe post a picture, but the caption of it can be as long as you want and um, it kind of becomes a little blog post that's been quite popular um, again this is not just this is not the only thing it, it comes down to to ratios as well some content looks much better um, on Facebook so for example um, Facebook when you're on Facebook and you're trying to reach mobile users which you should because everybody's really browsing on their phones anyways. Uh, there are certain ratios that work better on your phone when it comes to Instagram um, and the posts on Instagram. You know, square posts still uh, work quite well, the kind of one-to-one -one ratio. So many things. Honestly, the easiest thing you can do is to Google uh, image sizes and ratios on different platforms, and there's so, so, so many articles uh, that will help you navigate your way through that. So that's one thing, right? Um, how to natively post to those platforms. Another thing is the content itself. Um, I would suggest post content that your audience wants to see. What does it mean? So let's say that you are a food producer um, and you make jerky, right? Beef jerky. Now, the chances that people who like your page, you know, you build up some following, you have, let's say, 500 people there, they're your actual fans, they're actually interested in your company, you probably don't want to share flowers. Uh, you probably don't want to share, you know, like car racing videos. Um, I know it sounds ridiculous. Why would you do that? Makes perfect sense. Those are just examples, obviously, but it, it, it's very, very, very important um, what type of content um, your audience is expecting to see from a page like that. Something to keep in mind, I don't think that's been talked enough, is that there, there's so many big Facebook pages that almost um, set a trend for the rest of us. So if you go on Facebook and you type in Tasty, you're going you're gonna to happen to come across this page called Tasty and, and they post a lot of videos. All those videos have a certain style. Um, it's about preparing food and preparing cocktails and all kinds of stuff. But those videos are so stylistically 
um, how, how to put this? See, this is where English becomes difficult for me. When I try to go really, really deep. And uh, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that if you are a food page, it's, it's not a bad idea to try to follow those big pages and, and maybe, I'm not saying duplicate the content, make the same exact thing, but follow it to a certain degree, give it your own spin. Um, but yeah, I guess that's hopefully, I don't guess, hopefully that's, that's kind of useful. Um, you know, look at the big, the big players and uh and collect collect data in a way like just look at people what they do um yes you cannot look at their facebook insights for example but you you can see the engagement um on different pictures and different videos and you can then try to figure out the user behavior if you look at one picture and it has 2000 likes and the other one has only 1000 try to figure out why is that there's there's different factors obviously such as time um the actual creative asset, is it a video, is it a picture, what's in the picture, what's in the video, uh, is it topical, you know, is it about something that's happening just now, all these factors come in play, but again, I think it's a good idea to look at the big players in your own field, do research, don't just plain copy someone, do your research, and then try to come up with something that's yours, but it's very well researched and it kind of plays in the in the field of all these other big pages. Hope that makes sense. Um, what's super, super good, but the ideal situation is to know your customer perfectly in and out. You you know what kind of lifestyle they live, you know, the, you know their desires. Um, you know how they be, what music they listen to and so on and that that all becomes much much easier than to craft the content for these people even and this is kind of interesting when, when you're working with an agency or with someone that's actually producing the content for you uh what what we at roman jules found extremely extremely um <clears throat> valuable is when we're given by maybe the, the brand manager or the brand consultant or, or whatnot we get almost a a book, <laughs> if you will, that covers the perfect customer, the perfect audience. Um, you can just imagine, you know, one, two, three pages of, you know, this is Shelly and Shelly listens to this music. Shelly works as a PA assistant. Shelly makes X, Y amount of money. Uh, so it's this persona crafted perfectly um, for the brand because you know, they've been on the market for a while or they have done their research and they perfectly understand who their audience is. And that is very helpful when crafting content. So there you go. Number four, how often should I post? This is a one where from my, if, if I, it's a good question for sure. Uh, it's a question that, that, that we should be talking about as marketers, I think, as social media marketers. And I would say it depends. Um, people have different opinions. Um, but I would say the frequency depends on a few things. I think. Obviously, it depends on the resources. 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 Um, resources. I don't know. You know what I mean. Um <laughs> Uh, obviously, if you don't have a lot of time, you cannot um, outsource that in any way. Then, yeah, Th there's obviously maybe, you know, maybe try to get up 20 minutes earlier and, 
schedule your posts for the day or for the week or you know maybe spend a little bit a little bit of a time on Sunday and and, sh- and schedule seven posts that, that will go up throughout the week. There's ways around this, but I do understand. I, I don't want to push this push this on you. I do understand that that um, not everybody has the same resources and and then the posting frequency can is dependent on that. Another thing, you know, do you want quality or quantity? I great topic again. I would like you to be somewhere in the middle. If you try to post really high quality content, the chances that you'll be posting, um, well, not very frequently. And that's going to hurt your brand in the long run. Whether, you know, if, if you can go with some sort of a middle point where your content is good. Um, if you can make it great, amazing. But if your content is good, um, then, you know, the, the quantity almost comes second to that. Um one thing that needs to be said, I would never go for quantity. I would never ever just try to shoot content, just spit it out there and almost be like, you know, people are not really engaging with it that much. We get one, two, three likes on that one. But because we post so many of them, we end up with 60 likes at the end of the day. Uh, that's not a good strategy. You will get, like, people will get bored, bored and people will get annoyed. Um, that's something to keep in mind. Um, nowadays, Facebook tells you if you go to a post that you've posted uh, on your page and you go into analytics, um, you can you can see who actually, uh, you know, maybe hit your content. They just don't want to see it anymore because, well, you know, it doesn't have to be a reason because there's just so many of it. Um, it could be whatever reason, right? But those analytics come in play as well. I would say, bottom line, make good content don't make perfect content and quantity wise read your audience use your insights see how people engage maybe for one week try to post three times a day see if something changes are you getting more engagement are you getting less engagement more comments less comments nothing has changed maybe try to up it to five a day sounds crazy but go for it um, on the other hand, if you see that people are engaging less because before you were only posting once a day and you were getting great engagement, well then go with that. Um, be reactive is my, is my advice. If you are reactive, you read your audience, you click that little Facebook insight button on the top of your page, spend five, 10 minutes going through it and try to figure out what's happening. There's all kinds of platforms. I mostly work with Facebook and Instagram um, and LinkedIn to be fair, but we could talk about YouTube as well. You know, how often should you post on YouTube? I would say, again, it really depends. Is it going to be a daily vlog? I would say like daily vlogs are probably the highest um, frequency that you can get on fa- uh, Sorry, on YouTube uh, with daily vloggers posting a video every single day. Um, but you can go as sparse as, you know, once a week, you can go as sparse as twice a month. Again, it kind of depends on the content itself. Is is it great content? Then yeah, but I I think you're, you you get the idea. Uh, an important word before we move on to another question is consistency. I just consistency is the key for people 
to be aware of your brand. It's consistency, consistency, consistency. I would put consistency above everything else, to be fair. I, you can tell, like, if you're a fan of a page or you're a fan of a brand and you just don't see them being active for a while, I guarantee that you will notice. You might not think about it on a day-to-day basis, but you will notice. And obviously how that looks like is, wow, okay, what's happening? Are, you know, are they maybe... I don't know, like it's obviously has all these negative uh, correlations with it where you might feel like maybe they're not making as much money anymore so they have to focus on different things than talking to us, the audience, or you know, are they having some internal issues, have their marketing team left or whatever. These are probably silly examples, but it is what it is. So consistency, definitely consistency. Number five, and so many clients have asked me this, is what's the best time to post? That, again, it, it really depends. There's no, there is no like one, uh, one time that works for everyone. And I've been proven wrong so many times as well. And, um, and I think that's, that's important to share. So, for example, um, we were managing, we were doing both, management and we were running the ads on one of our clients profile um, on our clients page and we went through his Facebook insights we went through historical data of his page and we were then able to come up with a time when to post what to post and so on and that worked very well that example everything went perfect another example would be we, for example, um, the client was posting at 6 a.m., right? So every single day, seven days a week, they've posted this quote. And it was like a motivational quote. Every day, 6 a.m. We've looked at it. Um, and this conversation took place before we uh, had a look at the insights. And we instantly went to, oh, wow, 6 a.m. You probably not get a lot of engagement on that. Uh, is there a reason for you uh, doing that? And uh, the client was like, oh, we get tons of engagement on that one. And I'm like, hmm, that's strange. Let me see. So we went through his Facebook insights and yeah, they. it's crazy, but the 6 a.m. post was the strongest one in terms of engagement. Why? Because they've built it that way. What that means is that their audience got so used to the page posting at 6 a.m. so that when they woke up and they unlocked their phone to check Facebook, it became the first thing that they've seen. It was the it was the morning motivation for them, that nice quote, you know, to get them going um, at the very beginning of their day. And that's such a good example of how building something over time can be so strong and there's really no quick fix to anything. When it comes to social media, things take time. You need to establish yourself. It's a consistency thing again. Uh, But yeah, so what's the best time to post? As I've just said, there's not like a universal time. Obviously, we could be talking about the kind of, you know, what's the most universal time? Well, that's usually around 5 p.m., 6 p.m. when people leave work, Um, you know, when they're commuting. Perhaps even the morning when people are commuting. Um, those are usually the strongest times. Sometimes it's it's late evening, maybe let's say 10 p.m. Uh, just before people go to sleep. 
you know yourself probably you go to bed you have your phone in your hand and uh, and, and and it's the last time that you check social media uh usually like 9 10 11 a.m doesn't really work that well people People tend to be productive. People tend to be busy when they get to work. Um, yeah, so so if I had to be universal, this would be my advice. But keep in mind the example with the morning post and the quote, because I think that's such a good one. And let's do our last one. Let me see for how long we've been talking. I'm quite curious. Give me a second. 24 minutes that sounds quite all right uh for the first episode i think uh in case you've made it all the way all the way to the end to the 25th minute uh you've reached the end my friend and we became best friends probably for life last question how do i get more followers oh man what a what a (laughs) i think if you ask any social media marketer this is almost the biggest problem with with people, uh, brands, businesses using social media. The follower count and the number of likes have become this big, big thing that's the most important. And it, you know, it, it uh, how to put this? People think of likes as a cost. So let's say that you really want to buy this Gucci bag, but it costs like, I have no idea how much handbags cost. So this is totally out of, I don't know. It costs two grand, right? 2000 pounds uh, or dollars or whatever floats your boat. And that makes that bag pretty attractive in a way, you know, like not for everyone, obviously, but some people will look at it as an, Oh, it's Gucci. And it's that much money, meaning it's, it's a pretty good bag or it's it's very attractive. I think social, in my opinion, social media has reached that point as well. If somebody has 100k followers, you're like, oh, wow, like this person is probably a big deal. Um, if somebody gets, you know, 5000 likes on their post, you're like, wow, okay, they, they, they know everything about social media. Now, I, I don't want to completely disregard the number of followers and likes, we're still in the social media game. So engagement is still very, very important. But what I would like people to realize is that even if you have small following, it, it really matters because it's, I think, let's put it this way. Let's say that you have 500 followers on Instagram. That doesn't sound that great, does it? It's only 500, you know, I wish I could have a couple thousand. I get it. But can you imagine being in the room with 500 people and everybody's listening to you? Now, that sounds much crazier, doesn't it? I think this kind of exercise to put it in perspective and think of it as all those numbers are actual human beings it provides it provides a good good base for you to realize that 500 is important now yes it is difficult nowadays because we're getting followed and unfollowed by you know all these different brands and and um it's such a stupid strategy but people still do it and um 
you know, maybe the engagement, you have 500 followers, but you have only 30 likes on a picture you post, you know, maybe Instagram has changed their algorithm. So nobody seen your picture yesterday. There's all these variables, but that here's a little hack when it comes to Instagram. When you post an Instagram story, you can see the engagement on the story. From my experience, the engagement is around 10% of your actual following. So if you have 2000 followers, the chances that um, the engagement on the story will be around 200 people, 200 people seen it. Now, imagine that all these people that are actually engaging with your brand are genuinely, genuinely interested and they're all potential buyers. Uh, whether you're selling a product or a service, they're all potential buyers. The minute you start thinking about it like that, you will start to value every single number. You will not look for the 100,000, you will look for every single one. And I think, well, I don't think, I always try to push this. I always try to explain this to our clients or, or just to people that you know I talk to, is value your following, talk to your following, uh, engage your following. You know, if they're engaged with your content, they are not just a follower count. They're a potential buyer. Um, it's difficult because we are being bombarded with content every single day. And you have to have a pretty good, pretty good. Um, you have to be able to communicate your ideas and your posts and your content to the wider audience for the following to grow. Um there's plenty of ways of, of, of getting attention and um, it can be as creative as you can imagine. Uh, one good one was by Taco Bell. They got people to follow them on Snapchat by sharing exclusive content uh, that their fans could not see anywhere else. Um, they were calling it menu hacks, I think. Um, so you kind of had to go to that one platform and that obviously, obviously helped them to to grow on that single platform. There's so many examples that we could go into, but yeah, keep in keep in mind keep in mind that that um, it's just a number, and it's not just a number. So it's very philosophical, and uh, we're gonna end with that today. Yay! <laughs> I wonder if anyone made it to the end first episode man it's it's a historical moment and i'm pretty psyched about this i'm pretty psyched about this so today is monday and i believe our next episode will be on i have it written down somewhere i think it's gonna be wednesday yep looks like wednesday so wednesday second episode i'm gonna be here with matt Matthew McGregor uh, with his beautiful English and we're going to be talking about something cool but about what you might have to wait and see or you could follow us on Instagram at give me a second there just want to make sure I have this 100% right it is at Rome and Jules so the name of our company However, it's Rome underscore and underscore 
Jules, Rome and Jules. If you follow us on, on Instagram, we are posting Instagram stories where we share tips about social media and we're probably going to tell you to tune in into our podcast uh, so you can kind of catch it there. You can follow us on Facebook. It's always a good idea. Um, it's facebook.com slash slash give me a second here. I should have been more prepared for this facebook.com slash digital bromance all together digital bromance so facebook.com slash digital bromance and you will find our facebook page now we're in a process of changing a lot of things here uh we are dedicated to become a content spitting machine however we will try to make our content as 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 um, valuable and as high quality as we possibly can. We got a bit more resources now, and yeah, that's just the way we want to take. And yeah, guys, I think this is us. This is the very end of the podcast. One quick shout out, because what would we be without shout outs? Um. Big thank you to Roman Jules. Uh, this podcast was brought to you by Roman Jules, the social media marketing slash content creating content creation agency. Um, <laughs> if you want to check us out, it's www.romanjules.com. And I can't wait to see you. Well, not see you. I can't wait to speak to you guys on Wednesday. No, I feel like that's just not enough. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a great evening or something like that. Okay, bye.